This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Oh, hold on. I, I have a delivery. A little this way. Keep going. You've got like seven inches. Okay, that's it. Don't want to knock over my cabinet filled with breakable porcelain figurines that I keep in my studio. Thank you. Friends, that was just a delivery. It's my new guest chair. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but my guests, they usually sit on this very, very uncomfortable wooden chair. It's quite sharp at points, and it also gives you splinters. Pretty much as soon as you sit on it, you get about five splinters. And I don't know if you've noticed, but some of my guests, well, they don't have the best reactions to the stories. They focus on all the wrong things, in my opinion. So I thought, okay, what's the issue here? I mean, can't be me, so it must be something else. And the chair came to mind. The sharp, uncomfortable, splintery chair. So I got a new chair. This one is a recliner, and it's super comfy. And here it is. It just came in that truck that you heard. And now it's settled in right next to my cabinet with porcelain figurines. And now, with such a comfortable chair, all of my guests will love my stories and appreciate them and not focus on little details like, why no tap dancing? And, hey, you just added those horses in at the end. None of that anymore, friends. So please welcome my guest, Claudius the Beetle. Thank you for coming. Come on in. Okay, no, no, sit in the chair. What's a chair? This, this thing. This is a chair. A really comfortable chair. Okay, Claudius is now settled into my new recliner. What do you think? Is it comfortable? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Claudius likes the chair. All right, let's get to our story. Little Hedgehog goes on a field trip. Take it away, Emmeline. Remember... There are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine the pictures however you want. Okay, let's go. The sun hadn't even set when Little Hedgehog's dad crept out of his bed and into the kitchen. He made himself some oatmeal with mushrooms and poured himself a cup of scalding hot tea. He had big plans for the night. Plans like rooting through those three hedges near that old sycamore tree, the ones that always seemed to have an air of mystery about them. Talking to the neighbor, Ms. Pepperdine, about the fact that her rosebush tendrils were wending their way across the shared path to the pond, and could she just trim them back a touch? He also had plans to stop by his daughter's best friend, Bibi's house, to drop off some extra bugs. He had to factor in extra time for that because Bibi's mom liked to talk. Last time, he heard a lengthy story about how Bibi was continuing the long family history of sleep talking. Instead of waking up with bad dreams, she'd sit up in bed, still asleep, and give speeches on topics like hedgehog art history in 1672, 
Hedgy von Gilbert Fluffin created the first painting by Prickle. He rolled on his back in berry ink and made dramatic. The best strategy spin. for cooking spiced mushrooms. It is best to utilize high heat. Some hedgehogs believe it is also best to stand above them and shout, Cook now, my little mushrooms. And cleaning suggestions, like how to get dandelion tea out of a sweater vest. Douse the vest in cold water, except in cases involving sequins. As fascinating as all of this was, it did require additional time. No matter, he was up early, and everything was going to go as planned. Hello, Dad! Mr. Hedgehog nearly choked on his oatmeal spoon. He coughed, and the spoon went skittering across the kitchen floor. I know why you're up so early. Dad smiled. Well, I am pretty excited to root through. My field trip is today. Little Hedgehog's dad felt panic blossom in his tummy. Dad, it truly warms my heart that you were so excited for the field trip that you got up early. Well, dad of the year right here, folks. Mr. Hedgehog, you are a very solid candidate for dad of the year. This comment came from Bibi, who stepped out of the shadows and into the light of the kitchen. Bibi, I was kind of joking before when I said I needed to put a bell on you, but seriously, I need to put a bell on you. Bibi and Little Hedgehog smiled. Oh, Dad, Bibi's here early because after you volunteered to join us on our field trip as a chaperone, Bibi's mom suggested that you could take us both to school so that she could have her evening tea in peace. Little Hedgehog, I think I would remember if I'd signed up to be a chaperone, which is how you say that word. Little Hedgehog and Bibi giggled. Mr. Hedgehog, I can paint the picture for you and it will jog your memory, which is clearly deteriorating with age. Mr. Hedgehog scowled. It was a mere three weeks ago. I was at your burrow. Little Hedgehog and I were painting a mural on her wall. The mural featured a goose wearing a turtleneck, walking by a pond bordered by cattails. Her baby goose and a baby hedgehog were following behind her. It was nighttime, and it was raining sparkles. Little Hedgehog's dad looked back and forth between the tiny hedgehogs before him, trying to make sense of this strange story. Mr. Hedgehog, you entered the room. At that moment in time, you were clearly hangry. Dad, that's a modern way of saying hungry plus angry. Do you get it, Dad? I get it. You were hangry, and you came in and said, What is going on, little hedgehog? I said you could paint on paper, not on the wall. 
Is that a goose in a turtleneck? Little Hedgehog giggled. Phoebe, your voice for my dad is so good. I almost thought it was him talking. Thank you. I've had a lot of practice. What? Why have you been practicing my voice? Phoebe waved off the question. You were visibly perturbed about our artistic pursuits. To make it up to you, we made you root vegetable and mushroom cupcakes. You were so hungry you ate six of them. Dad was nodding his head, remembering. Mm, They were good. You fell into a cupcake-induced stupor. You were smiling a lot. It was unusual and confusing. And that is when I told you about the field trip. Dad frowned. He thought back to after he'd eaten all those cupcakes. His mind had been swirling with annoyance about the mural, although it was very creative. And the cupcakes were so yummy. He remembered yawning a lot and beginning to drift off to sleep. And he remembered Little Hedgehog standing over him as he closed his eyes. Dad, our field trip is coming up, and it is going to be magical. Also, they really need chaperones. And please, will you do it? Will you do it? Please, please, will you do it? Please, please, He just wanted the sounds to stop. He just wanted to take his nap. Is that so wrong? Mr. Hedgehog vaguely remembered scribbling his name before dropping off to sleep. Now he eyed Little Hedgehog and BB. They were grinning ear to ear. In his mind's eye, Dad saw his list of plans break into tiny pieces and disappear into the wind. Sometimes Dad had a big imagination, too. He also felt his heart soften. Where are we going on this field trip? Yay! Yay! We are going somewhere incredible! Interesting. Transformative. Special. Mesmerizing. Above average. Can you just tell me where? An An art art museum. museum. Oh, I, I love art museums. Little Hedgehog clapped her teensy paws together. Her eyes shone with the thrill of adventure. Alrighty, Dad, it's time to go. Bibi swiftly wheeled out two bags from the shadows and parked them in the center of the room. Little Hedgehog swiftly affixed a golden hat upon her prickles. Dad just kind of stared at them with a glazed smile. Then he took a sip of his tea. Dad, our turtle transport is set to leave in. Little Hedgehog glanced at her wrist, which did not have a watch on it. Bebe? 12.4 minutes. What? Dad sputtered. Tea dribbled onto his prickles. School doesn't start for another two hours. Oh, Dad, field trip days are different. Mr. Hedgehog, field trips often begin or end before or after the traditional school hours. When this occurs, it can serve as a reminder that our school hours are somewhat arbitrary. Thank you, BB. That was informative. 
Dad downed the rest of his tea and stood. Let's go then. Little Hedgehog and Bibi each grasped a roller bag and headed to the entrance of the burrow. Why do you have those bags? Also, Little Hedgehog, why are you wearing a hat? Little Hedgehog and Bibi giggled. Oh, Dad, I can't wear a hat to school, but I can wear a hat to an art museum. Dad shrugged. And the bags contain our packed lunches, as required, and my present. Hey. I, I'm I'm sorry. Your what? My braces are. Little hedgehog, can you stop mumbling and tell me what's in those bags? My priceless art, Dad. Little hedgehog did a little twirl as she said this. Both bags are filled with Little Hedgehog's masterpieces, Mr. Hedgehog. Dad put a paw to his forehead and sighed. I can't believe I'm saying this. Little Hedgehog, why do you have all of your masterpieces in two roller bags to take with you on a field trip? Because the art museum is going to put them in a special exhibit. Really? Yes. How do you know that? I imagined it. Little Hedgehog has a very big imagination. Almost everything she imagines comes true. That is not accurate. 87% of what she imagines comes true. That is also not... Look, Mr. Hedgehog peered at Little Hedgehog and BB. They were grinning. He peered at the clock on the wall. It was ticking. Ugh, we don't have time for this. Let's go. Yay! Yay. Little Hedgehog and Bibi grasped the handles of their art-filled roller bags, and they all headed out of the burrow. By the time they reached school, the moon was out and the stars were twinkling. The air was cool, and there was the slightest aroma of lavender. It was coming from Little Hedgehog and Bibi's new teacher, Ms. Sheep, who always wore a lavender scent. She had recently switched to Little Hedgehog's school from a nearby daytime farm school. She was not nocturnal. Hello, hello, Mr. Wombat. Oh, excuse me. I mean, Mr. Hedgehog. We are to leave in but a moment. Our transport team should be arriving interminably. I mean, momentarily. (sighs) They watched as she ticked something off on her notepad. Little Hedgehog's dad glanced around at the other students he was meant to chaperone for the night. There were a few other hedgehogs, some rabbits, a couple of raccoons, and several squirrels. None of them, he noticed, were pulling enormous roller bags. Ms. Sheep glanced at her wristwatch and frowned. The turtles should really be here by now. Dad, do you think the art museum ever gives out best new exhibit awards? Like, maybe on the same night an exhibit begins? That sounds very unlikely. 
Dad said, peering into the darkness, hoping to see a turtle round the corner. Bibi, did you hear that? There's a chance that I'll get an award tonight. Little Hedgehog held Bibi's tiny paws in hers. They both giggled with excitement. That is not what I... Dad began, but he stopped when he saw a frog wearing a tall hat and a scarf hopping with great purpose towards Ms. Sheep. The frog was holding a slip of paper. Oh, this can't be good, Dad muttered. Ms. Sheep's eyes went wide as the frog came to an abrupt stop in front of her and thrust the paper into her hoof. By this time, all of the students had noticed the smartly dressed frog and were leaning in to get a better look. Ms. Sheep read the paper in full. She sighed and looked up at the students. Children, I am so sorry, but our turtle transport is not coming. <gasps> oh, no! It seems there was a scheduling mix-up. Terence put our field trip on their schedule for tonight, but Mauricio put the forest chipmunk dance troupe on the schedule. They won second place at Forest Regionals last year, and this year's competition is tonight. A win would be very big for the forest. Personally, I have a wager going on it, so I do hope they... That's not important. What is important is our field trip. That is the main storyline here, and we shall stick with that. Everyone stood around, unsure what to do. A small squirrel named Jazzy St. John Ellsworth stepped forward. Um, how are we going to travel to the art museum? Ms. Sheep smiled. I have a backup plan. Give me just a moment. While Ms. Sheep made a phone call, the children whispered to one another. Jazzy St. John Ellsworth faded back into the group. I can't wait for the helicopters to get here, Little Hedgehog trilled. Bebe's eyes went wide and she grinned from ear to ear. Dad sighed wistfully, imagining himself politely asking Ms. Pepperdine if she might consider pruning her rosebush tendrils. Ms. Sheep put down her phone, beaming in triumph. She opened her mouth to explain, but yawned instead. And before she could go on, there was a great flapping sound. Every animal looked up at the night sky as dozens of owls came swooping down out of the darkness. Then, every animal screamed and ran behind the closest tree. Bibi said, a bit late. Well, every animal hid, except for Ms. Sheep. Oh dear, I should have given some warning. I forgot about the whole fear of owls thing. Ha! Huh. At my old school, an owl wouldn't have scared anyone, really. Now a fox... Anyway, I digress. Come out, children. These owls have vowed not to eat meat. They survive on protein bars and zeal. No animals for them. Come, children, it's perfectly safe. Bibi, do you know what this means? 
little hedgehog said as they followed the other students returning from the trees. We get to ride on owls and fly through the sky to the art museum. No, I mean, yes, we do get to do that. But also, remember that dream I had the other night about how the owl visited my window and said, Don't worry, I don't eat hedgehogs. Would you like a ride to Neptune? And I said, Can we go to Saturn instead? That's my dream voice, Phoebe. And the owl said, All righty, we shall go to Saturn. And then I woke up and I told you about the dream, and then we drew all those pictures of it. Now that you mention all of these details, yes, I do recall. Do you know what this means, Phoebe? We are are going going to to Neptune. Oh, I mean Saturn. Dad, having overheard this conversation, simply shook his head. Each student and chaperone boarded their own owls, and they took off into the night sky. Little Hedgehog and Bibi grabbed their roller bags by the handles as their owls left the ground. As they lifted above the trees, the little animals saw the clouds part, revealing an impossibly big full moon. Ooh, wow! Mr. Hedgehog felt his first moment of peace since all of his important plans were dashed earlier that evening. After a few minutes, the art museum came into view. Little hedgehog, Bibi called from the back of her owl. Does it seem odd to you that none of the lights are on at the museum? (gasps) Bibi, do you know what this means? That the museum might be closed. It means they are doing a glow-in-the-dark exhibit. Yay! Yay! The other tiny animals heard Little Hedgehog and started getting excited. Glow-in-the-dark? Glow-in-the-dark is my favorite. My headband glows in the dark. The company of owls circled twice, then landed at the museum's entrance. The museum's very dark. Very unlit entrance. A long-whiskered rat wearing a plaid scarf swept a broom on the front steps and hummed. (laughs) Ms. Sheep yawned (laughs) and asked the owls to stand by. Excuse me, Ms. Sheep said. The rat looked up from his sweeping. Oh, hello. If you don't mind me asking, what kind of creature are you? The rat asked, peering at Miss Sheep. Generally, sheep didn't hang out in the forest, especially in the middle of the night. I'm a... (sighs) A a sheep. Is that a type of marsupial? Oh, goodness. <laughs> no. No pouches for me, sir. Sounds terribly uncomfortable. But if I could ask you, I have a great curiosity for the animal kingdom. My greatest wish is to become a zoologist, but I come from a long line of museum step sweepers, you see. Now, are sheep nocturnal animals? <sighs> well, um, actually... No. Oh, you don't say. The children and chaperones began to get restless as this exchange continued. After three more minutes of discussing sheep, horses, donkeys, the curious case of the mule, and a deep dive into aquaponic fish farming, 
Ms. Sheep finally mustered the energy to ask her question. Now, I say fish should swim in open waters, but there's an argument to be made. Um, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt, but is the museum open? The rat stopped and looked up wide-eyed, as if only for the first time noticing the large group of tiny animals accompanying the fascinating sheep before him. He absently twirled a few of his long whiskers and glanced up at the full moon. Close for maintenance, the children groaned. Sorry about that. The rat went back to sweeping and humming. <laughs> Ms. Sheep nodded and turned back to the students. Oh, I am so sorry. I can't believe this. I must have forgotten to call the museum to confirm our visit. This is a lesson to you all. Sleep is very important for the most basic brain functions, children. Now then... Give me a moment so I can think of what to do next. Little Hedgehog turned to Bibi, her big eyes dancing with the thrill of possibility. Bibi, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Did that nice bewhiskered rat's natural curiosity and critical thinking skills are not being utilized effectively by forest society? And perhaps there should be some type of apprentice program in which he can participate to further his promising career in animal science. I was thinking that. But also, we shall make our own museum. Oh. Bibi, did you bring the music player? Yes. And the cheese platter? Yes. And the dandelion tea? Bibi pulled a large thermos out of her roller bag and grinned. Hit it, Bibi! Bibi pressed play on the music player, and Little Hedgehog did a quick twirling dance to get everyone's attention. Ms. Sheep stopped muttering to herself and looked up at the commotion. All of the students giggled and clapped their teensy paws together. Welcome to the art museum! Little Hedgehog zipped open her roller bag, and Bibi helped her pull out all of her masterpieces. Bibi had thoughtfully brought along a packet of thumbtacks, and they quickly tacked up the art pieces on all the nearby trees. Little Hedgehog instructed a few of her friends to collect fireflies, and soon the museum exhibit was lit up beautifully as the fireflies spun about in the darkness they themselves enjoying the spectacle quite a bit. Did you see that one with the sparkly whale carrying a turtle on its back? It's ahead of its time. Indeed. As Little Hedgehog answered questions about her works of art, Yes, I did make those marks using a fern. Bibi passed through the group with a cheese platter. Little Hedgehog's dad watched all of this with amusement. His little daughter added again, but she had one more surprise to reveal. Bibi, play number five. Bibi hit play on the music player. Friends, I've just put on my most inspirational track for you because... Bibi, pull out the materials. 
Bibi swiftly reached into her roller bag and retrieved a stack of blank paper and some paints. It's your turn to make your own masterpieces. The little animals beamed with happiness as Bibi handed out the paper to each of them. They all found spots in the ground and shared paints. As they finished their paintings, they tacked them up to the trees. Ms. Sheep smiled as she watched her little students expressing their creativity, the field trip saved by the quick work of imagination. Then she promptly fell asleep against a tree. Uh-hoo. At the end of the night, everyone helped take down the art museum, carefully folded up their paintings, and tucked them away. Bibi and Little Hedgehog repacked their roller bags. The owls flew them all back to school. Later, after dropping Bibi off at her burrow, Dad tucked Little Hedgehog into bed. I told you I'd have a museum exhibit, Dad. Uh, yeah, you kind of saved the night. Bibi did most of the work, and she thought of the cheese platter and the tea. She's a good friend. The best. She's going to be a famous museum curator someday. Sweet dreams, little hedgehog. Sweet dreams, Dad. As Mr. Hedgehog left little hedgehog's room, he turned back to look at her as she fell asleep. Then he went to the kitchen, sat down, and stayed up late to draw up his to-do list for the following night. First item. Check out those three hedges that have an air of mystery about them by the old sycamore tree. Okay, Claudius, what did you think of the story? Claudius? Oh, no. Friends, my new guest chair is so comfortable that Claudius fell asleep. I think he slept through the entire story. Now he can't even get his feedback. Although, this is kind of a welcome break from all the negativity I've been getting from my guests. Still, I enjoy constructive feedback. So this is telling me, I don't know, maybe I should go back to the uncomfortable chair. Oh, he's awake. Hey, Claudius, did you catch any of the story? Oh, good. Uh-huh. Oh, well, yeah, it does sound cool, doesn't it? Uh, That must have been when you fell asleep because there wasn't actually a glow-in-the-dark exhibit. It would have been cool. You're right. Well, I think the rest of the story was even better than glow-in-the-dark. He doesn't believe me. It's fine. Can't please everyone. That's a good life lesson, friends. Claudius, you can go back to sleep. Moving on. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Special thanks to my in-house tech director, Peter Kay, for running my website and putting my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Big thanks to the listeners who provided sound effects used in today's story. Thank you to Ariana, Calvin, Theo, Aaron, and Charlie. And thank you to Emmeline for providing the super important reminder message at the beginning. And huge thanks to Claire for this super creative idea for Little Hedgehog and Bibi's mural. I received 
so many great mural ideas. It was very hard to choose just one to put in the story. I'll be putting together a social media post with lots more mural entries. So big people, find me on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss that. And thank you, as always, for listening in. <laughs>